Hallelujah. We serve a great and mighty God. We serve the King of kings, the Lord of lords. He created you in his image, beloved. You are his beloved. In Christ, you are his beloved. He calls you beloved. His vision of you before all of creation was an outpouring of his love and his goodness. He sees you after his own son. Oh, how blessed you are when you are in Christ. Oh, how blessed you are. Happy Mother's Day. I warned you last week that I probably wasn't going to have a Mother's Day message because that I felt like the Lord was directing something else. I don't even have my Bible. I'm, maybe maybe Ken could go get my Bible for me. <laughs> anyway, even though my message is not about moms, I truly believe that when we lay hold of the concepts, the heart of God for us, that you will be the best mom you could ever be. You'll be the best dad you could ever be. Because you're recreated in the image of Christ. You're recreated. The very image of the Father resides in you. So happy Mother's Day, moms. The Lord appreciates you. The Lord appreciates every sacrifice of love that you've made. The Lord appreciates when you are sometimes rejected or misunderstood by your kids and you still continue to pour out love and mercy. Every time that you pour out that love, every time that you pour out that mercy, you are sowing seeds of the kingdom. You are sowing eternal seeds. Well done, thy good and faithful servants. Well done. So anyway... Um, today, the Lord would have me to talk about being marked in Christ, being marked in Christ. You see, as believers in Christ, as believers in Christ, you live in a new covenant. And you might be thinking, why are we belaboring this? Why so many weeks on this? Because it is so fundamental, it is so crucial. Because once you truly understand God's vision of you, what he created in you, what he's placed in you, the very Christ as a believer in Christ, the very Christ in you. See, you become undefeatable. So anyway... We live in a new covenant. When you are a believer in, the G in Jesus Christ, you live in a new covenant. 
ratified, ratified, sealed, sealed, sealed. Open to us by the blood of Jesus. It is an everlasting covenant. He'll never go back on it. He never changes because he loves you so much and has made a way in his goodness has made a way for us to live connected to him. Totally connected to him. What greater gift in union with him in his glory for his glory. Remember maybe it was a year ago, maybe it was a year and a half ago, I'm not really sure. Remember when we did that study on the glory and we went through the scripture and one um, definition of the glory is union with the Father. Union with the Father. Believe it or not, that's been given to you now. That's not something you're waiting for as a believer in Christ. Union with the Father. And we went to the scripture, and I'm going to read again today uh, the translation from the Aramaic, John 17, 5. Now glorify me, God, my Father, in union with yourself, in that glory which I had in union with you before the universe began. Isn't that a, just beautiful? Jesus is saying, he is saying that that union was your glory in me. Our union was the glory, okay? Before time began, before creation. And then in John 17, 22, he says, I have given them, I have given them the glory that you gave me, that they may be one as we are one. And I know that people like to interpret that as, <coughs> as like a horizontal, brothers and sisters, right? And that's, that's fine, but there's a lot more than that. It's really the way that Jesus and God are one, we are one with him. See that? There's so much more to it than what, how people typically read it. So we have a covenant <coughs> wherein the Holy Spirit dwells in us. Think about that. Dwells in the believer in Christ. Dwells in you. This is not an outward to the inside. This is not an outward on putting. In other words, this is the very Christ, the Holy Spirit coming from the inside of you in your recreated being. Like totally different, totally new person, totally new creation. And we live by the Spirit, 
we yield to the Spirit, and not according to the flesh or the sinful nature. But God sees you now, when you're born again, he sees you after the Spirit, not after the flesh. And it is so crucial that we not see ourselves constantly after the flesh. Once we're in Jesus, we're sealed. You're sealed. You're sealed by his blood in union with the Father. He sees you after the Spirit, no longer after the flesh. Totally new, totally new position. Receive right now. If, if, if you don't think about this much, I want you to think about it, and I want you to truly adopt that new position, that position that you have in him. Ephesians 1.3 says, and you also, get this, you also were included in Christ. Isn't that a lovely word? You're included in Christ when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of our salvation. This is not something you earn. Do you learn to walk in it better and better? Throughout your life, yes. Yes. But it is your true new identity. And when we, you understand that, you yield to that. And you just, you walk in it more and more and more. Having believed, having believed. There's no other, I don't see any other qualification there. Having believed, you were marked in him. See that? Having believed. You were marked in him with a seal, the promised Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. What power, what authority, what dominion, what love, what mercy, what kindness, what goodness. We were marked in Christ. We are marked in Christ. There is, there is a ministry of condemnation, okay? You can read it in the scripture. We'll read it in a minute. And there's a ministry of righteousness in Christ. Which ministry are you in? Yes. The law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. That's where you walk. The devil can't take that away from you. Nobody can take that away from you. That's your, that's your home. That's your habitation, so to speak. Your new position in God's eyes. It's his decree over you. You know, in Jeremiah it says, decree a thing and it shall be so. That's God's decree over you. It's his word unto you. God has made us competent in him. Do you feel competent in him? <laughs> it doesn't matter what you feel. <laughs> if he says it, do you believe it? See, it's really just that simple. Are you going to agree with God? Yes. I'm going to agree with God. He has made you competent in him as ministers of the new covenant. The covenant in Jesus. The covenant in the blood. The covenant of love. The covenant of the life of Christ Jesus. Taking on. You have taken on, when you become a believer in Christ, you have taken on a whole new life force. The true life. The true vine. 
Hallelujah. 2 Corinthians 3. He has made us competent as ministers of a new covenant, not of the letter, but of the Spirit. For the letter kills, but the Spirit gives life. And he gives life to you every moment of every day. You stay connected to the vine. You abide in the vine. You believe what God says about you. He, is, he has infused you with life. Sickness has no right to dwell in you. Lack has no right to be in your presence. No right whatsoever. 2 Corinthians 3.9 If the ministry that condemns men, that's the old covenant, is glorious, how much more glorious is the ministry that brings righteousness? You are the righteousness of God in Christ. You received that ministry when you became a believer, and you received freedom from the curse of sin and death when you chose Christ. For what was glorious has no glory now in comparison with the surpassing glory. That's where you walk. That's where you dwell. That's your home. That's your habitation. That's your reality. Your reality is no longer the world. So why do we listen to the things of the world? See? That's just all false doctrine. And if what was fading away came with glory, how much greater is the glory of that which lasts? That's our covenant with Jesus. Hallelujah. This is our blood covenant ministry, the ministry of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus, the new kingdom. I live in the new kingdom. I live in the kingdom of God. You live in the kingdom of God. So as born-again believers, as born-again believers in Christ, we own, you own this position. Is this making sense to you? Okay. We are recreated. We have been recreated in the image of Christ. We are like him. Now, I don't want you to sit there and say, but, Pastor Lisa Marie, But I'm not perfect. Yeah, I know. He already knows that. You already know that. Okay? That's not what we're getting at here. You know, he does not, when you make a mistake, when you sin, he doesn't rename you. He doesn't change his vision. You might be tempted to change your vision of you. He doesn't want you to do that. He still calls me beloved. He doesn't say to me, you sinner. You see what I'm saying? He has a vision of you, and it's never changed. And he doesn't say, you greedy, you jealous, you angry. He doesn't call me by those names. He calls me his beloved because I'm in Christ. So anyway... Therefore, verse 12, 2 Corinthians 3, verse 12. Therefore, since we have such a hope, we are very bold. 
Where does your boldness come from? You are entitled to be bold. You should be bold knowing what has been placed in you. You are bold. You are confident. You are secure in him. You are not going to be moved. You will not look at things with your eyes. You will not be moved by the flesh. You are bold. You are secure. You know who you are because of Christ in you, the hope of glory. Hallelujah. So as born-again believers in Christ, we own this new position, this, this new life. We're created in the image of Christ. We're like him. We are his living letter. We are his living epistle. Doesn't that excite you? You are the living letter of Christ. You are his living epistle. The world needs to hear from you. Hallelujah. His glory. You are, you are his glory on this earth. You must see yourself the way that he sees you in order to live victoriously, in order to share that victory with other people, in order to be Christ to them, in order to be his living. You are here as his living letter. He sees you overcoming. He sees you as death-defeating. He sees you in Christ as devil-destroying. Do you see yourself that way? Every person in here should have said amen. Every person in here should have said yes. I see myself the way God sees me. And I, I refuse, I refuse to listen to anything less than how he sees me. I refuse to entertain ideas that I am any less than what he has created in me to be. If Christ is in you, see that? What is Christ? Christ is the word. Christ is life. Christ is life. Life in you. The God life in you. Should never be concerned about another thing in your home life, ever. Remember, Satan is not the big, bad, living God that so many people imagine him to be in their lives. He's defeated, right? He's totally defeated. He only has as much authority as we give him. We don't give him that authority when we see ourselves the way that God sees us. 1 John 4. If anyone acknowledges that Jesus is the Son of God, okay, get this, don't hold on to your seats, receive it in its fullness, if anyone acknowledges that Jesus is the Son of God, God lives in him. God lives in him. God it says it right here, okay? I'm not making the gospel any bigger than God already made it. God lives in you. Power. What, Linda? Yeah. Power. Authority, victory, love, joy, peace. Who is Jesus? That's you. That's your recreated spirit. If anyone acknowledges 
that Jesus is the Son of God. God lives in him and he in God. And so we know, we're not pretending, we're not thinking, we're not sort of believing, we're not, we don't have to ponder this. And so we know and rely on the love God has for us. God is love, whoever lives in love lives in God and God in him. In this way, love is made complete among us so that we will have confidence. Say, I have confidence on the day of judgment because in this world, say that, in this world. See there, he's talking about the here and now. In this world, we are like him. What a gift. He's telling you, in the right here and now, exactly the way that you are, as imperfect as you are, you see that? Like it says in Psalm 138, he perfects that which concerns us. So when we're born again by the Spirit of God in Christ Jesus, we're a new creature, we're a totally new creation. The old is gone, the flesh man has been defeated, the carnal man has been defeated, it's been put to death. God sees us after the Spirit at that point. He sees us no other way. He does not see us after the flesh. He sees you through the blood of Jesus Christ. In this world, you are like him. Get a hold of that. Okay? 2 Corinthians 3.16 Whenever anyone turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. The veil is taken away. The separation is no longer there. Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. There is not legalism, there is not fear, there is not anxiety, there is not oppression, oppression, there is not depression, there is not lack, there is not sickness. Those things all create bondage. We don't live there. The chains are broken. There is freedom. And we... This includes you, who with unveiled faces. Don't you appreciate that? Unveiled faces all reflect the Lord's glory. How big are you going to let him be in you? That's really what it comes down to. How big are you going to let your God be in you? Are being transformed into his likeness with ever-increasing glory, which comes from the Lord who is the Spirit. Do not ponder who you are right at the given moment, day in and day out, with pondering your mistakes, your frailties, those sorts of things. Where you are now is good. It's just going to get better. Right? He's just going to reveal, reveal more and more of himself through you. So, just like Paul, 
Remember Paul? Do we all remember Paul? Okay. We don't see ourselves after the flesh. Did Paul see himself after the flesh? No. How do we know that? How do we know that Paul saw, did not see himself after the flesh, but after the spirit? Okay, here's how we know. Galatians 2.20. You see, truly, God sees us in his image. Paul said it was no longer he that lived, but Christ in him. Okay? I have been crucified with Christ. Would you please allow the old man to stay crucified? Please. God loves it when you walk in that. I have been crucified with Christ, and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I live in the body, so he obviously is recognizing that we're human beings, I live by faith in the Son of God. That's the only faith you need. Faith in the Son. Who loved me and gave himself for me. He does not name you after your mistakes, your shortcomings, your frailties. He sees you and you are named by the redeemed. I am the redeemed of the Lord. Say that. I am reconciled to God in Christ. The old man is no longer living. The old man is dead. Hallelujah. I will not try to resurrect him. I am not going to try to resurrect the old man. I'm going to believe Jesus. I'm going to believe the Father. I will receive the identity that Christ has given me in him. So remember, Paul called himself the chief of all sinners. I mean, he murdered Christians. He, he got papers to imprison them. You know, he was a bad dude before he was named Paul. Isn't that awesome how God renamed him? You know? Can you imagine? Can you imagine being Paul thinking you're so right? And then all of a sudden God wakes you up one day and said that was all wrong, Paul. All wrong. All of it. You couldn't have been more wrong, Paul. But you know what, Paul? I love you, and I am showing you the way of redemption. How exciting. Is there anything in your life that God cannot redeem? No. So just quit hanging on to it. That was Paul's blessing. He did not hang on to it. He said, I have wronged no man. Okay, how can you say that when you've murdered people? He says, I have wronged no man. Because he received Christ, he was a new creation, and he believed it. 
he received, he truly received his righteousness in Christ. He no longer identified with that sin nature. He was now redeemed by Christ, and he chose to walk in it. As long as the devil can constantly try, 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 the word is try, to get us to take on an old identity, he can try, try to enslave us. But you see, he cannot do that when we identify with Christ in us. We no longer, believe it or not, beloved, I hope you believe it, you no longer have a sin identity. You no longer have the flesh identity. You don't have it anymore. You don't have it anymore. Okay? We have been sealed with the Holy Spirit, given a new identity, the very image of Christ, and to be effective for Christ, we must adopt that new life, that new position. 2 Corinthians 1.21, again translated from the Aramaic. But it is God who establishes us with you in the Messiah. God knows what he's doing. He knows what he calls you. He knows who you are. He says you are established in the Messiah. He who has anointed us. God has anointed you. God has anointed you. And he has sealed us. And he has given the down payment of his spirit into our hearts. Wow, you look beautiful. You look just awesome. This is you right here. You are in the Messiah. You are anointed by God. You are sealed with the down payment of the Holy Spirit in your hearts. Wow, you are one good-looking person. You are one powerful being. Do you believe that? Again, from the Aramaic, Ephesians 1.13. And you believed in him, and you were sealed in the spirit of holiness, who was promised, who is the pledge of our inheritance. Your inheritance for the redemption of those who are living. That's you. Are you living? Yes. <laughs> so it includes you, right? And for the glory of his honor. I want you to say, I am God anointed because Christ is in me. So we no longer, no longer walk behind a veil of separation from God. The veil was taken away by Christ, and we are united with God in Christ. We have unveiled faces reflecting his glory. Woo! You are beautiful. Transformed into his image. Glory to glory. 2 Corinthians 3, verse 18. And we who have unveiled faces all reflect the Lord's glory and are being transformed in his likeness with ever-increasing glory. Well, you have such a beautiful future. 
ever-increasing glory, which comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. Do you know that he sees you as having ever-increasing glory even when you mess up? Yeah, he does. So, God is spirit. He sees us after his likeness, once we're in Jesus. We are spirit. We are predominantly spirit, housed in an earthen vessel. We are the living spirit of God. Can you sit still? Well, you're really, you're really doing well today if you can sit still. <laughs> you are the living Spirit of God, living in the Spirit of God. Galatians 5.25. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. How do we do that? We believe God. We agree with God. When we agree with God, all we really want to do is please him, and it will transform our minds, and it will change our entire walk. So, beloved, you are his habitation. You are his residence. You are known by the Spirit of God in you. So, if we want to know who we really are, we want to look at Jesus, right? Because if that's Jesus, what is it? Exactly. It's you. Yielded to the Lord, right? So, he's unconditional love. He's irrevocable healing. Right? He's unsurpassable peace. He's unspeakable joy. He's loving kindness and mercy. He's gentleness, kindness, faithfulness. Never-endingly faithful. Do you like the way you're looking? That's not arrogant. That's receiving what God has placed in you. So who are you in him? You are his likeness. That's what he calls you. He calls you healed. He calls you loved. He calls you at peace. He has made you at peace with him through the blood covenant. You don't have to hide anything from God. You couldn't anyway, right? But you are at peace with God. You are at peace with the creator of all the universe. You are loving kindness, you are mercy, you are gentleness, you are filled with his faith. Remember, the scripture says he gives us all the measure of faith. It's just what are we going to do with it? All that matters is what we choose to believe and what we choose to do with it in Christ. The devil has no say, he has no right, he has no dominion, he has no authority to the identity that Christ has given you. He'll try to lie to you. He'll try to speak to you. He'll try to tell you that that's not what you are. But you're not going to listen, right? So God's inner image. Okay, I was, I was working on working. It's kind of a yucky word. I was receiving the message from the Lord, and he said this to me. He said that his inner image was released by his word, it created the universe, and it created you. Now you think about that. He had an inner image of you. The very God who created all of the universe 
had an image of you, and that's exactly how he sees you to be today. He doesn't see you any other way than the way in which he created you because his word never returns void. He created you by his word. Do you get that? That's so important. He had an inner image of you. He put that into being in you. And that's who you are. He sees you after that spiritual reality. He does not see you by your mistakes, your shortcomings, your frailties. The inner image in us, we come into agreement with that by realizing what Christ did when he went to hell and stripped the devil of everything. Right? And was resurrected in power and glory. And that's what you walk in. That's what you walk in every single day of your life. God will never see you any different. That totally, allowing that to hit your heart, totally will destroy any sin consciousness that you could choose to walk in. You just allow that to soak into your heart. Every curse of the law, totally annihilated. 1 John 5, 12. You know, I'm sure all of you have read this before, but this is really an amazing, simple, 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 simple scripture. 1 John 5, 12 says, Whoever has the Son has life. What does the life of the Son not take care of in your life. Nothing. Big fat zero. Goose egg. <laughs> right? There is nothing it doesn't cover. There is nothing of any darkness that he doesn't conquer. Hallelujah. Yeah, that's right. He is constantly, he is not constantly pondering your sin. He is not constantly pondering the old fallen nature. He has settled forever his view of you. It was in his heart before you were ever born. He doesn't change ever. He will never forsake that vision of you. It is who you are settled. It is life it is creation, it is renewal, it is dominion, it is victory, it is power, it is authority, it is light, it is freedom. It is redemption, it is, it is resurrection, it is the annihilation of the old sin nature. Holy Spirit ministry in us, wow, reproduces the image of the resurrected Jesus in us, through us, 
to the world. You are the resurrected Jesus to the world. That's why it's so important that we truly understand his love, because the only way we can understand this is to know how much he loves us. It is nothing about you except that you receive Jesus, right? It is the blood and only the blood, not your works. You, will, you do not earn this. This is just a good, wonderful, great, loving, kind father who did this. So Paul, Paul, we're talking about Paul again. He was speaking about forgiveness. He says, 2 Corinthians 2, 7. Now instead, you ought to forgive and comfort him so that he will not be overwhelmed by excessive sorrow. See, this is why we need to understand how much Christ has forgiven us because we don't want to be consumed by excessive sorrow. It says that's what happens. You know, you need to forgive yourself, beloved, so that you will not be consumed in excessive sorrow and you need to forgive others. Okay, so that he will not be overwhelmed by excessive sorrow. I urge you, therefore, to reaffirm your love for him. If you forgive anyone, I also forgive him. And what I have forgiven, if there was anything to forgive, I have given it, forgiven in the sight of Christ for your sake, in order that Satan might not outwit us. That is why you have to understand how much God loves you. So that Satan cannot outwit you. For we are not unaware of his schemes. In other words, we are not stupid. Right? I'm not going to walk around being stupid. I'm going to be aware. And I'm going to stand in the blood. So this applies to you forgiving yourself for indiscretions. And it applies to you forgiving, it applies to you forgiving other people. Right? Because we will not allow the devil to wrongfully, wrongfully, he has no right, wrongfully take advantage by his lies and deception. Okay? When we saturate ourselves, when we saturate our hearts in knowing how much God loves us, the devil cannot have a hold, cannot get a hold. We walk in the freedom and the peace and the joy of our new identity. Hallelujah. Hebrews 10, 39. But we do not belong to those who shrink back and are destroyed, but to those who have faith and are saved. I will believe what God says in his word, and I will believe what he says about me. I am not going to shrink back. When trials come, when temptations come, when disappointments come, I am not shrinking back. I am not receiving a new image. I am not receiving a new truth. I will stand in the truth of God regardless of what it looks like. I will not be moved by what I see. Faith in God, he is not a liar. He is not a liar. He is true and faithful. His word is true, and I am who he says I am. So, as those living in Christ, as those living in Christ, we will not be ignorant of what the devil tries to do. 
and we will be aware of what God has placed in us and choose life. The spirit of the life of Christ in us. We will walk in the life, we will walk in the redemption, we will walk in the glory given us by the Son. I will not take no, I will not take any other definition. You are, okay, say this, I am the sweet fragrance of Christ to God. Isn't that lovely? Don't you just think that's lovely? Did you listen to what you just said? I am the sweet fragrance of Christ to God. Wow, you smell good now, too. <laughs> you were looking pretty good, and now you even smell really good. 2 Corinthians 2.15. For, see, I didn't make this up. For we are to God the aroma of Christ among those who are being saved and those who are perishing. Do you want to be the aroma of Christ to everyone around you? Okay, then believe what he's done. Believe who he is in you. We will not submit to the old yoke of slavery. Galatians 5.1, it is for freedom. You are meant to walk in his freedom. It is for freedom that Christ has set me free Stand firm then, and do not let yourself be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. Do not take on the old sin flesh nature. Do not submit, that's submitting, do not submit to that old ministry of condemnation. You see that? You're not under the law. You are under the ministry of life, the living Lord Jesus Christ. Romans 6, verse 14. For sin shall not be your master, because you are not under the law, but under grace. What then? Shall we sin because we're not under the law, but under grace? By no means. You're not going to want to sin. You're going to want to please God. Okay? You have been set free from sin and have become slaves to righteousness. But now that you have been set free from sin and have become slaves to God, hallelujah, what a beautiful master we serve. The benefit you reap leads to holiness. That's how he sees you. That's your destination in him. That's your walk in Christ. Knowing his love and knowing that a gives you the desire to please him because of his mercy and grace. Not to sin, not to use it as an excuse. You wouldn't even think that way. Truly understanding the love of God for you, you, can't, you, you wouldn't even think that way. It wouldn't even enter your mind. And you are living in the eternal. You are living in the eternal. Blood bought, redeemed, forgiven, alive in Christ's life purchase for you. Hallelujah. So, he set us free, and we need to accept it, we need to believe it, we need to walk in it, we need to share it. Faith working through love. Faith in what? Faith in whom? Jesus Christ. There's one faith that you need. You don't need to have faith in all these separate issues. 
You have faith in God and who he is. You have faith in Christ and who he is. You have faith in Christ and what he's done and that you have received it and it belongs to you. Okay. The love of God shed abroad in our hearts, the love of God, understanding the love of God shed abroad in our hearts brings us an inner healing, a right-mindedness, a strength through him, right? Renewed in the spirit of life. Jesus is life. His word is life. Your ministry is life. See how it works? Jesus is healing. His word is healing. Your ministry is? Does every single one of you in here have a ministry of healing? Yes. Absolutely. Don't let the, don't let the devil fear you out of that. See that? God is love. His word is you have a ministry of? God is no fear here. His word is you have a ministry of? It's really simple. Just figure out what he looks like and then receive it. Okay? All right. So that's what I believe he told me to talk to you about today. If we truly walk in this, thank you. If, if we truly walk in this, Jesus to the world, Jesus to your kids, Jesus to your nieces and nephews, Jesus to your friends, and believe me, you can do it because it's been put in you. All right. For communion, we're going to do, I'm going to go to Matthew. Twenty-six.